Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Fake fall continues on a Wednesday here in the A. Welcome to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. We got you for three hours. We got your back, people. News, weather, and traffic and uh, some information. Going to get you entertained. We got you covered. Just sit back and relax. Put it on cruise control. We have you. Uh, Before I lay out today's show, Chris Chandler has been uh, following breaking news down in Henry County. Uh, School's on lockdown. What's the latest there, man? So... They have found no gun. They have found nobody with a gun. Near as we can tell, they've never officially lifted the lockdown, but parents picking up the kids at school, and it appears that this may have involved uh, a a teen, perhaps a student, Mm -hmm. having taken a photo of themselves with a weapon and that getting either the, misconstrued gotcha. or them taking the precautions. I and don't for know. folks that are just uh, joining us in the uh, on the show, getting in their car, heading home from work, this all this. How long have you been following it's this about, story? About one thirty. It's okay. Woodland High School is where they turn off the lights and lock the doors and all that. A hard yeah. lockdown. The uh, the middle school and the elementary school Woodland went on a soft lockdown. They just took more precautions. I hate doing these. Ninety nine percent of the time, and you can predict it's absolutely gonna be nothing right do what the sad part is chris is that the kids are used to these things i know yeah 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 in my uh k through 12 we never had one lockdown in 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 my scholastic i don't know if you had had one bomb threat and it was like the biggest thing that ever happened in the history of westview high school yes indeed except when they stole the shoney's big boy and put it on the roof but that's another story the uh, yeah we had one bomb threat but you're right and that's one reason i hate doing these there's two in my mind a week i'm thinking way back when you were in school it was it was like a cartoon uh, bundle of TNT, you know, like th- there weren't even bombs then. It was just like, like Wiley Coyote. Yeah, right? it was yeah. like the old, you know, you. they used them for coal mines to right. blow out the coal mines. All right, well, so there was could... an incident that there was a there was an incident with a man with a gun near this exact same school, yeah. probably not a month ago. So these guys get special dispensation, of course, to be worried and frightened. But All right, otherwise nothing has happened. Chris will have an update for you in exactly twenty minutes. The whole news team at your uh, beck and call today. Coming up on the show, we're going to play a reverse millennial match game at six o'clock. I'm very excited. I will be under the uh, hot lights and the pressure of Millennial Match Game. Jeff Schultz from The Athletics is going to join us to talk Braves baseball in about 25 minutes. But uh, let's start the show like we've been doing for the last week or so. An update on the uh, manhunt for Brian Laundry. WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway joins us again. Phil, thanks for joining us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, a little bit warm for my taste for almost October, but yeah. fine. Thank you. Craziness, craziness. So what's the latest on the hunt for a Gabby Petito's fiance? Well, the police are back out now, Mark, today in the in the wildlife preserve uh, down in Florida because the water level is going down. Uh, you know, yesterday and the last couple of days, they weren't really out there so much because there's been so much rain. 
uh, but they say they're back out there today. And honestly, if if they're back out there today, uh, that suggests to me that they haven't, you know, given up on that because, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter is telling them that he's getting <laughs> leads that it might be in um, the, the Appalachian Trail area. Also, uh, apparently one of his social media leads uh, developed some footage that, in fact, uh, Laundry and his parents had been uh, in, I guess, two or three days before Gabby Petito was reported missing on, on the 11th. They had actually been to a, a campsite there in Florida, north of their home in the uh, in just north of Tampa in the St. Pete area. So Dog is getting some indications of, of where laundry may have been several weeks ago, but I don't know that there's any um, concrete leads as to anywhere else he might be. WSB legalist Phil Holloway joining us on the Mark Hampshire. So we have a timeline. Uh, this is coming from CNN reports of Brian Laundry's activities. Uh, on September 1st, he returned from his cross-country road trip without Gabby Petito to the home he shared with his parents in North Point, Florida. And then you mentioned between September 6th and 8th, uh, the family stayed at the Fort DeSoto campground about 75 miles to their home. Uh, and then the weekend of September 10th, that was the last weekend that a neighbor of the Laundries saw Brian Laundry at his home. And then September 11th, uh, the Petito family reports Gabby missing. And and that that was the, the start where it came on our radar, right, that that she was indeed missing. Um, and then yes, September, around the 11th. Yeah, correct. and then uh, Gabby's remains were found on September 19th. So no closer today in your estimation than we were yesterday to, to finding Brian Laundry. Not that we know, but law enforcement sources that I talk to who are not connected with the investigation are still telling me, and this has not changed since, I don't know, a week or so ago when we first started talking about this, that the assumption is that he's deceased. Laundry is deceased. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dog, the bounty hunter, suggests otherwise, so we now have these two competing sort of narratives and almost competing uh, manhunts underway. But interestingly enough, there is some convergence there. The the evidence provided to uh, Dog, the bounty hunter, of the, the presence at the campground is now officially part of the FBI investigation. So the question that I have about that is what, if anything, did Laundry's family say to law enforcement before they decided to clam up? Did they mention this? Did they say that they had not left the house or did they just, uh, you know, clam up from the very beginning? Because if they said anything contrary and and now it's proven that they were actually out camping uh, after he returned from out west without his girlfriend, if they said anything different, then, then that could expose them to some criminal liability. Getting right back to WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway in just a second on the Mark Aram Show. But as always, you get traffic updates every six minutes. How's the early run out there, Doug Turnbull? All right, back to Doug and the nation's best traffic team in less than six minutes. Back to WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway, the hunt for Brian Laundry continues. We heard from the Petito family lawyer yesterday, um, and we assumed that uh, the, the Laundry family has lawyered up. It's such a tough spot, Phil. Uh, I mean, the story is just horrible from from top to bottom. But, you know, the the Brian Laundry's parents are going to be, you know, highly scrutinized no matter what they do here. And especially if they know the guilt of their son, you know, it's it's a catch-22. What do you do? Uh, do you help them find your son? Do you help him escape? I, I'm certainly it's a, a situation that no parent ever wants to be involved in. No, of course not. But if you think about it logically, and, and he comes back from this trip without his traveling companion, his fiance, who was living in that home, surely the parents had said, look, you know, wh- where's Gabby? Why, why is she not with you? Undoubtedly, there was some conversation that ha- that was 
between you know parents and child there and it, who knows what he said maybe he's told them maybe he confessed to some crime maybe he gave them some other untruthful information who knows what he said but whatever that is uh the the question is can they under any circumstances be you know compelled certainly they don't they're not obligated mm-hmm. to do uh the investigations for for law enforcement they they can remain silent uh, but, you know, the, the question is, did they say anything to anybody else? And, and hopefully investigators know the answers to those things. I'm sure they made an effort to talk. Of course, we know they did. Um, but uh, the, the question is, you know, what, what information do they have in their head? I really believe the parents know uh, a lot about this case. I really do. And I wish there was some way that uh, they could share that information. Well, we know the authorities have DNA and they have the electronics, and I'm certainly, uh, I'm sure, with the intense media spotlight, they're working uh, as hard as possible to try to get this case resolved. So we'll see what uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Phil, uh, thanks as always for joining us and get us uh, caught up to date on this, uh, you know, a story that everyone seems to to really care about uh, the hunt for Brian Laundry. Yep, let's hope we have some answers very soon. As much as I like coming on the show, uh, I hope we have maybe some some other positive news to talk about in the very near future in this case. The good news is, thank you, Phil, uh, the good news is uh, Longoria is on the Appalachian Trail right now, Low T, on the hunt for Brian Laundrie. I would love that. You know, Did you know the, uh, I'm sure I mentioned this to you, uh, the end of the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. it, it goes by where I grew up. Really? It was like 25 minutes away is the Appalachian Trail. Never hiked it once, obviously, but you would, I would drive there when we'd go to, we'd have to drive to New York to get liquor on Sunday because they didn't sell them in in Connecticut. Um, And you'd see these just hippie looking people coming out of the woods, like that haven't showered in a month. Like they were just getting off the Appalachian trail and there's this little general store there where they would go and get supplies. And it was like a scene of the walking dead, seeing these people just coming out of the the Appalachian trail. I can't believe people walk that whole thing yeah i i mean i respect it that's pretty cool that if you've done that if you say i've walked i mean i could never do that guess if you don't have a job yeah yeah well do. i mean yeah yeah it's a younger person's journey <laughs> yeah, yeah. some people backpack through <laughs> I got Europe. eight bucks in a backpack yeah, and go exactly. walk the Appalachian I mean, they, Trail. you would see these just scruffy looking people coming out of the woods very scary um i, I we don't have much time to take calls on this but the, what i mentioned with phil there at the end i want to talk to the parents out there Put yourselves in the uh, the parents' situation, Brian Laundry's parents. If your kid is Brian Laundry, do you do you help him escape, or do you help lock him up? Lock him up. Well, yeah, I know you do, but <laughs> let's let's see what the the listeners do. That's I mean, I don't have kids, so I don't have to make that call. That's got to be a tough call. You know, do you, do you help your son escape, or do you help the authorities catch your son? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. whole bunch of fun stuff tonight. We're going to talk Braves baseball coming up at 437. And at 6 o'clock, reverse millennial match game. Only here on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, 95.5 WSB. Playing the hypothetical game on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, you are the parents of one Brian Laundry. What do you do in that situation? Do you help your kid escape knowing his guilt, or do you help the authorities track him down? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Brian's in Douglasville. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? What's up, brother man? Hey, uh, about the question you asked, um, I would probably want my child to turn himself in, admit his guilt, but if he didn't, I probably would try to help him get away. I hate to say that, but you know, I don't want to see my—I wouldn't want to see my child go to jail. 
no matter what he did. I get it. That first part, you're 100%. If he did it, the parents' number one job is turn yourself in. It'll be better for you, right? You you, you try to protect your kid that way. But if they don't, I mean, again, I I don't know because I don't have that connection that, you know, that. that, (laughs) But I can't imagine. Like I'm trying to think if, if I did this, what my parents would do. Um, I I, I want to think they'd help me escape, Deborah. I don't know. My mom, maybe not. My dad would be like, yeah, here's, really? here's $100 and a bus ticket. I Get out of like here. I feel like if it's something like murder, right, that's so severe. It they is have severe. To, they have to turn you in. If it's yeah. like, oh, no, Mark didn't, no, he didn't run that, yeah. that stop He's sign. A good no, boy. no, no, he would never do that. That's different. He's a good boy. Uh, David's in Marietta. David, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, how you doing? Um, as a parent of three grown children and a 16-year-old that's still living at home, I can tell you it's a very, very sad indictment on society for any parent to help their child that they know is guilty to escape the punishment for their crime. I mean, it's just it just boggles my mind. I mean, yeah, granted, they're your child. No matter what your child does, you're going to love them. But if they're guilty of a crime, does you does have the to crime the does the type first. of does the type of crime matter, David? So this is obviously a murder case. If it's shoplifting, with your sixteen year old uh, is is caught shoplifting, do you help them? Uh, you know, I, I know it's apples and oranges, but is it is it the crime that makes it a no brainer in your mind? No, there's no legitimate excuse for committing a crime, no matter how minor you may think it is gotcha gotcha. i mean when you teach your kids to commit a crime and say okay you can commit this crime and no 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 one's no one's saying they they they, go on to bigger bigger crime no one's saying that you should teach your kid to do crime i'm sure the laundry parents didn't say hey brian uh this is how you kill your fiance in the desert i don't think that conversation happened well if it did though uh, the dog the bounty hunter will find out joseph's up next on the mark am show what's going on joseph Hey, Mark. How you guys doing? Excellent. What's cooking? Hey, um, I want to talk about the Brian Andrew case. Uh, I've been following it since day one. And, I mean, Dog has a good point. He said that there's no way that he could survive in the swamp. He said that the gators are more scared of him than he is of them. And then he said that the mosquitoes would carry him off. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think that he's in the swamp. But well, that, that's so my my theory is, and again, I have no inside knowledge. I'm just a schmo on the radio, so don't you know. But this is my theory: is that the the he knew what he did, the parents knew what he did, and they had about a three or four day head start to get him on the lamb, and they sent him. I don't think they sent him to the swamp. I know if Chuck was on the run, I would say don't go to the swamp, Chuck. Go to the mountains or go to you know wherever. I can't imagine that he would willingly hide out in a swamp. Who would do that? All right, Chris Chandler with your news. When we come back, Jeff Schultz going to talk some Braves baseball with you, with us. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on WSB. Welcome back to the program. With you till 7 in the p.m. again at 6.07. Make sure you're back uh, listening to the show. We're going to do reverse millennial match game where I am feeling the uh, bright lights and the pressure. Speaking of pressure, uh, the Braves, if they win tonight against the Phillies, uh, make their magic number drop down to one. It has been one crazy season for our Atlanta Braves. Joining us live on the show, longtime friend of the show from The Athletic, it's uh, columnist Jeff Schultz. Jeff, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Mark. I had such high expectations for the Braves going into this year, and then everything went wrong. 
And now the Braves are one, uh, two wins away, really, sweeping the Phillies of clinching the National League East. This has just been a remarkably up-and-down season, and it looks like it's going to end at least the regular season on a high note. Yeah, I I mean, count me among the stunned. I, uh, I, I too, had really high expectations for this team, particularly after they, when it looked like Mike Soroka was going to be coming back and um, the Marcel Azuna deal was done, and, and really they were as deep in everywhere um, ex- with the possible exception of the bullpen coming into the season. Um, but like you said, weird things happen and they lost Soroka, but Charlie Morton turned into this 37 year old machine. You know, they, they lost Azuna, but Austin Riley becomes an MVP candidate. They lose Acuna, which I think everybody thought, well, that's it. They can't possibly withstand the loss of, you know, their arguably their MVP. And, now you have four guys in the infield who've all hit, I think, 27 or more home runs. Ozzie Albies has driven in 100 runs. I don't know if anybody would have ever seen that coming. Adam Duvall came back, and for a while, I don't know if he's still, for a while he was leading the league in home runs. Um, it's It's been nuts. And, and, you know, part of the column I wrote today, Mark, was how this team, or the, you know, the vast majority of this roster is used to winning. I mean, we, this, is a, this is a franchise that had won one, uh, division title in a span of 12 years up until 2018. And, and, but most of the guys on this team have come here either late in 17 or 2018 or after. And this is kind of what they're used to now is winning. So winning games this time of year is not unusual for them. Talking to Jeff Schultz on the Mark Aram show about the Graves, uh, Braves crazy magical season, you know, back in March and April spring training, I'm like, this outfield is amazing. You know, we've got Acuna and right Pache in center and Azuna. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. What a strong outfield. Yeah. And, you know, now we're going to the playoffs and no, you know, none of those guys are, are going to be playing in the playoffs. It, it, it's just remarkable how this team and credit to uh, uh, their GM, uh, Alex Anthropolis, right. because once right. Acuna went down and, and they were struggling, I, I was vehement saying this team should sell. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. Let's build for the future. And he made these just fantastic moves that have propelled them to looks like another National League East title. Yeah, I never, I, I'll be honest, I never, I know a lot of people were thinking sell. I never thought they would sell or should sell just because neither the Phillies nor the Mets nor certainly the Nationals had, were doing anything to run away with the division. And I thought selling would be sending a, ma- a bad sign, um, not just to fans, but to players in the clubhouse. I mean, and, but what I did not expect was that the relatively low budget moves that Alex Anthopoulos made at the deadline, I mean, would would just like all turned into like these glistening, shining, you know, cars. I mean, Jorge Soler, there's no way he expected that he would turn into the player that he turned into. Um, and all these guys, they've all kind of contributed. Jock Peterson was a, was a great pickup um, and a guy that actually the Braves probably could have picked up in the off season. Um, so, and they're doing it with home runs. I mean, that, that's no secret that one of the top um, power hitting teams in, in baseball um, they don't hit for average a lot, but really nobody in baseball does these days. It seems like it's, you know, boom or bust. And I really, I think the question about this team is, you know, are they going to sort of, can they keep this going in the postseason? Um, that's that's sort of the question. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. because if, if you look at the teams that are that the Braves potentially are going to face, you're talking about uh, the Giants, the Dodgers, right. the Brewers. I mean, those are... Sure. 
you know, the two teams, the NL West, are won a hundred games. Like these are unbelievable. Right. But I, I am, I'm so pleasantly surprised by this team that I'm like, you know what? Give me Morton and Max Fried and Ian Anderson. Let's roll the dice and and let, you know, get in the tournament, so to speak, and and see what happens. It's just been a remarkable season. Well, and that, you know, let, let's go first round. I mean, against the Brewers, we could project a little bit here. You know, they they split six games, I think, with Milwaukee this year, and. You know, it's a short series, so you really only need two good starters there uh, in the, in that series, and and they've got two good starters. I but again, I think the the big question is can they can they hit for power in the postseason? Um, because they're probably not a team that's going to start you know generating runs the old fashioned way. And will their bullpen hold up? I mean, the bullpen is the big question going into the playoffs here. Um, if we could look ahead a little bit, and obviously. You know, it, it starts with Will, Will Smith, who's an adventurer at every pitch. So he sets himself on fire, and then he puts himself out, you it's, know, and it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. No, no, it is not fun to watch. Can you, can you hang on one second, Jeff? Uh, I want to ask you about the bullpen, but we check traffic uh, every six minutes on your ride home in the WSB Cool Ray Carrier Skycopter. Here is Doug Turnbull. Back to Jeff Schultz from The Athletic joining us on the Mark Aram Show talking about Braves baseball. The Braves uh, facing the Phillies tonight. Uh, Max Fried against Aaron Nola. Two aces on the mound. If the Braves win tonight, their magic game, uh, number drops down to one. Uh, but Will Smith, I, I mean, I don't. there's not a lot of exciting things in my life. I don't like excitement. I don't do roller coasters. Um, it, it's too much for my, my feeble heart, this guy coming in the ninth inning and walking a yeah. tightrope. It's too much. Uh, I mean, I know Snit's old school. Do you see a possible change in the, in the ninth inning role? Well, I don't. I mean, you know, we're we're well into the season, Mark. There's only a week left, and and it's not like they haven't tried different guys in that role, right? I mean, who hasn't come in to try to close this year? I mean, AJ Minner, Luke Jackson. I'm sure Chris Martin's been in there for a while. I think people thought Sean Newcomb might be a, a closer possibility, but really, none of them have or have modeled stability and it's this is this is just kind of what they had and i mean this goes back to a decision they made obviously uh before in the off season or in the winter to not resign mark melanson and um they thought and i I, on some level i sort of got it right i mean it's like they had signed they had signed will smith to this contract and mark melanson was up but when you look at how little money it could have taken to keep mark melanson um you know, and and it obviously backfired a little bit. Now, the one thing I will say about a bullpen is it's one of those things you think you can fix during the year, um, and and I think they've sort of attempted to do that. But it is hard to fix the closer role, um, and because there just aren't that many great closers anymore in, in baseball. And I think they kept hoping that Will Smith would would become that guy. And <laughs> depending on the pitch and depending on the circumstances, sometimes he is that guy. Um, too much. It's but, too much uh, for me. It's too much for me. Jeff. I, yeah, really I get is. it. You, and if you don't like roller coasters, like you said, he, you might just want to turn off the TV when he yeah. comes in because he is basically a human roller coaster. But I'm I'm so excited because uh, you know <clears throat> a month and a half ago I was like uh, just in the doldrums like this team is garbage. It's hot garbage. It's and now playoff baseball could be returning. So I'm very excited. Jeff, uh, he writes for the Athletic. He's amazing. You should subscribe. It's like, uh, as Sally Struthers would say, it's less than a cup of coffee a month. I mean, it's not expensive at all. Um, and it, it, you get really good stuff there from uh, Jeff and uh, our buddy Dave O'Brien. And if you're a big baseball geek like me, Keith Law's on there. So go ahead and subscribe so uh, Jeff can uh, continue to eat at the Piccadilly on the regular.
Was that, was that a good enough sell for me? Yeah, I went to go and pick a dilly, but that's fine. That's good. <laughs> the rest of it was great. Appreciate your time, Jeff. Thanks as always, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate right, it. Take care. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, we're not, we're not a sports show, but this is a, it's an exciting time to be a, a Braves fan. And I was trying to think the last time I was pleasantly surprised about anything in life. Anything. We're so jaded these days, and the news is so bad. When's the last time you were pleasantly surprised about anything? I want to hear about it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. WSB. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk. Chris Chandler just three minutes away with the very local, latest local headlines is what I was trying to say. Mac joins us in Decatur. My man, Mac. What's going on, brother? Not much. Happy hump day, Mark. Right back at you, sir. So listen, I'm a classic Ford Bronco guy. I've owned close to 30 of them and restored those. And Ford didn't have a Bronco for the past 25 years, and they announced back in 2020 they were going to release a new one. And so I pre-ordered one, and uh, I've waited for over a year, and I got a call about two weeks ago that my, mine had been delivered to my dealership, and I was the first one in the, in the city of Atlanta and the metro area to receive theirs. I saw so, one when I was up in Maine. That looks really good. How does it drive? Or do you have it yet? Oh, it's it's. I'm, I'm sitting in it right now with the top off <laughs> at Kroger, just wanting to talk to you. But it's it's amazing. And like I said, I've I've been a classic Bronco. You know the little square boxy yeah, ones yeah. from the '60s and '70s. So I've I've had close to 30 of those. I, I uh, restore them and drive them and sell them on occasion. And I actually sold one to buy this one. And uh, it was a, basically a trade for trade, but it's a great vehicle. I mean, good, so good. much fun. So Mac was pleasantly surprised about the new uh, Bronco. I, I guess they stopped after OJ, right? That was. I think they kind of had they, to. They, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looked really good. I was just more curious how it drives. Frank's in Snellville. Frank, welcome to the program. Hi, Mark. How are you? What's cooking, brother? Well, I've got a uh, combination of pleasant surprise and biblical history. Go ahead. Have you heard of a place called the Biblical History Center in LaGrange, Georgia? I have, but I've never been. I went a couple of weeks ago. I took a group from my church, and I was pleasantly surprised. What an amazing, best-kept secret in the state of Georgia. What, what was the highlight uh, of your visit, if you, if, if you could tell me? What was the best part of yeah, that? Two, two pieces. One, they have a life-size replica of a biblical city Ooh. with 30-foot-high 30 rock walls, uh, olive presses, thrashing floors, uh, tents, uh, home, tent homes. Uh, that was one highlight. And then the other is you can partake in an authentic Passover meal. I do that every year. <laughs> I do that every year. I, it's not I, good. I mean, I mean, Let me tell you this. I mean, the Passover meal is the worst Jewish meal you can have. It's not a good meal. Get it, get a different. But yeah, um, maybe we'll take a road trip down there. Chuck, me, you, Erickson, get down to LaGrange, check that out. Very cool. Wonder if they'll let you do paintball there in the uh, historical biblical village. Uh, we'll come back after news, weather, and traffic. More of your calls, 404 872 750. And then in 30 minutes. Reverse Millennial Match Game, right here on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. 
Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Coming up in uh, five minutes, Chris Chandler, the very latest on the hunt for Brian Laundry. Some new information in the last hour there during the uh, nonstop news feed at 6. And then reverse millennial match game. Back to the phones we go. Nick is in Gainesville, Georgia. Nick, welcome to the program. What's going on? I'm good, Mark. I have two very pleasant surprises. One you might like. Okay. The first one, I've been here in Georgia about six years now, right? And I have n- the only radio show I've ever caught has been your show. Wow. That, I'm is, honored, this man. Is my, <laughs> this, God honest truth, this is my third time calling, and, I'm, and I've gotten through every time. Chuck knows your number. He puts you right to the front. He's like, you know what? Nick's a good caller. We're going to take him. Man, my man. And my next pleasant surprise was when my Philadelphia Eagles in 2018 won the Super Bowl. That was unexpected. That was very unexpected. I was actually, as a New York Giants fan, I don't often root for the Eagles, but I was certainly rooting for the Eagles that year uh, uh, for obvious reasons. You're right, and and I and I and I, man, listen, I was so happy for for New York when when they beat um, New England. I forget who was it that that caught that that end zone um, catch. I was I was Uh, at that game. It was in it was in uh Arizona. Uh, It was David Tyree with the helmet catch. Yes. Yeah, one of the greatest that, that, moments that, that, of my that, life. Man, man, listen, man. That's it for my Giants now, though. Now they're hot garbage. They lost to the less hot garbage, which are the Atlanta Falcons. Go Falcons. Steve's up next on the program. What's going on, Steve? Hey, Mark. Uh, love your show, and you earned number one uh, very well. I mean, Thank it's, you, buddy. It's just a great show. Thank you. Hey, real quick on Brian Laundry. Um, what if that burner phone, he swapped out the SIM cards? I always have to have my wife do that SIM card switch, so I don't know. Is, is that a thing, Deborah Green? Could he switch out the SIM cards? Yeah, yeah. You I just mean, pop it open. if he if if Laundry truly is alive and on the run, and he's using any sort of a mobile device, I'm pretty sure the feds will be able to track him down. Well, you think they'd be able to, you know, see if they swapped the SIM card real fast? But that was my only thing of leaving yeah. that phone behind. It's just as a, uh, a red herring. Well, well, I know when when Chuck goes and buys his burner phones, he buys two. So his wife discovers one. Always and, buy two. Yeah. So his wife's like, oh, I got your burner phone out, Chuck. You're screwed. Need a but good he's boy always, phone and a naughty boy phone. Yeah, he's got he's got the second one. Uh, all right. Uh, again, Chris Chandler with the latest on that uh, Brian Laundry hunt. And then when we come back, rev- uh, take it easy on me, Deborah Green. Reverse millennial match game. She's going to make a fool of me uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. And on Facebook, it's Mark Arum W-S-B. The summer of performance of You got that right, Doug Turnball. Welcome back to the program. It's 6.08, and normally, at this time on a Wednesday, we play Millennial Match Game. Today, though, it's reverse Millennial Match Game. I'm never a big fan of this because... You've always done very well in the times that we played. Yeah, I, I think the, the hot streak comes to an end. But we still have the same Millennial Match Game intro, so let's let's hit it, Judd Higginbotham. Well, let's play Millennial Match Game. Yeah, buddy, as always, even rulers Millennial Match Game, sponsored by our pals at Rocco's European Garage. Let's meet our contestants on the phone. Dana joins us in Dallas. Dana, welcome to the program. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Dana. I'm from Dallas, Georgia, and that's about it right now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for playing Millennial Match Game. You're going to be taking on Steve in Roswell. Steven, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good, good. Uh, just turned 50 in August, and uh, still celebrating. Did you have a big Did you have a big party for your 50th? Mm, not really, but it was fun. I, I'm so, not a big fan good. of birthday parties, but I'm turning 50 in three years, and I think I might want to have a big blowout. 
Start planning now. Start planning now. Maya, if you're listening, start planning now. All right, so here's how this game works. Normally, a millennial's in here fielding these questions, uh, but today it's me. Uh, what's the category, Deborah Green? All right, and this is why I think you're going to be doing it. It is classic TV. However, it is characters that you never actually see on screen. Okay. Right? All right. But these are all shows that you're familiar with. Okay. I, I think you've watched all of them, but they're right. not main characters. Gotcha. So you're going to name a character. I'm going to name a character. And, and then I have to tell you what show they were on. Right. All right. So uh, Dana and Steve, you don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether or not I know the answer. I'm not very confident about this. We have an example. We have an example. Yeah. All right. What's the first right, example? So, so here's the example. If I asked Mark what TV show was Ugly Naked Guy in, do you think he would know the answer? Dana or Steve? I do know that answer. Well, it's an example, right, so right, this doesn't right. count. Uh, ugly Naked Guy, that is Friends, right? That's uh, Chandler. And... Yeah. All right, so maybe I'll do better on this one than I thought. These are characters. All so right, again, there you go. All right, so uh, it's I'm going to let you be in charge. Okay. Dana's up first. Dana's up first. All right, Dana, if I were to say Epstein's mom, do you think Mark would know what TV show that is? Oh... I'm going to go with no. No. So, uh, see, I I know the answer to this. Oh. Th- these are questions millennials would struggle with, not me. Maybe. <laughs> Depends right. on how well you know the characters. All right. Epstein's mom. That's Juan Epstein's mom from Welcome Back, Cotter. Very good. So I got that right. I get yep. to ring my bell? Yeah. I just Welcome love this song, back. too. Welcome back, Cotter. All right. Good job, Dana. Way to have faith in me. (laughs) No point for Dana. Oh, she didn't think I know it? Yeah, she said no. Oh, Dana had no faith in me. All right. I'll let you run the game. I'm sorry, (laughs) Deborah Green. All right, Steve, you're up now. So the character is Lars Lindstrom. Lars Lindstrom. Will Mark know what TV show that character's in? I believe so. You say yes. All right, Mark? Yes. Lars Lindstrom. Don't let me down. Um, Lars Lindstrom. It, it, so I don't obviously don't know it off the top of my head. So I'm gonna did, use some deductive logic here. Lars. That's uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer for uh, Metallica. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Danish, Swedish, one Danish. of those. Um, what's the character's name again? Lars. Lars Lindstrom. I know it's not right. I'm going to say Love Boat. No, it's not Love Boat, unfortunately. <laughs> that is Phyllis's husband from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Oh, my God, talked really? talked about him all the time, but he never actually came on screen. Oh, all right. See, some of these are, are harder. Though. That's really hard, yeah. You knew that, Stephen? I was hoping you did. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I love that show, but I was a kid when yeah. I watched that. I don't remember I that at all. reruns exist. All right. All right. Back to Dana. Dana, you're up here. This character's name is Cousin Jeffrey. Cousin Jeffrey. <laughs> Will Mark know what TV show Cousin Jeffrey's in? Uh, Cousin Jeffrey. I'm going to say he does know this one. All right, Mark. Dana says yes. Cousin Jeffrey if, is... If I didn't know that, Chuck would uh, shoot me with a crossbow. Cousin Jeffrey is the unseen cousin of Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Uncle Leo's boy. There you go. Works see? for the yep. Parks Department, right, Chuck? Right. Yeah. But he's never actually on the show. Yep. No, we never get to see right. Cousin Jeffrey. That's uh, right. He thought I, at one point because he was making out with his girlfriend, but it turned out to yeah, be a horse. Yeah, it was a horse. <laughs> I could have been Cousin Jeffrey. Right. They could have uh, cast me in that. All right, Dana's got the first point here. Back to Steve. All right, Steve. I will say this is pretty easy. Steve, okay. Mrs. Columbo. 
Will Mark know what TV show Mrs. Columbo is in? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mrs. Columbo. So that's the wife of Archie Bunker's best friend in the TV show Columbo. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. Very I, I, yeah, I you know I've never seen an episode of Columbo, but, but you still knew I that. I know it, yeah. All right, end of round one of Millennial Match Game, sponsored by Rocco's ERP and Garage. What's the score, Deborah Green? All tied at 1 1. 1 1. Traffic updates every six minutes on Yo Ride Home. Here is Doug Turnbull. Round two, Millennial Match Game on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Uh, Deborah, who's up? All right, we're back to Dana. Dana, the character's name is Charlie Townsend. Will Mark know what TV show Charlie Townsend is in? Oh, I'm trying to base these if I know. I'm thinking he'll know him, and I don't know this, so I'm going to say How old are you, Dana? I am 47. Oh, yeah, we're the same age. All right, so that makes sense. Uh, By the way, the category is unseen TV characters. Mm -hmm. And what's this guy's name? Uh, Charlie Townsend. I'm, I'm simply going to shout this out and uh, for Maya, and I'm going to say Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Oh, that was his last name? Yeah. Charlie oh, Townsend? Yep. Wow, I should have known that. But Dana gets Dana the point. Too. Yeah, you get the point on that. Char- I never knew his. Did you know that, Chuck? His last name was Townsend? I I. I- I do now that we said it, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember. I just yeah, knew it was familiar. They usually just say, hi, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah All that's right. his full name. Interesting. All, All right. right, Steve, you're up. This character's name is The Gooch. Will Mark know what TV show The Gooch is from? Uh, have faith in your brother, yes. Yes, okay. Steve says yes, Mark. I see you thinking real hard over there. Oh, the Gooch. Oh, man. I should know this, right? The Gooch, the Gooch, the Gooch is on fire. Um, oh. The Gooch. Silver Spoon. No. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. It was Arnold's bully. Yeah, I know, I know. That, I, I guess you were in the right that. vein, right? Yeah, yeah, I should have known that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen. That was uh, that's my bad. Of course, the gooch was uh, different strokes. Yep. Dagnabbit. Sorry. He was he used to pick on Arnold. That was yeah, but you never saw. You him. never saw. No, him. we just ah, heard about. Dagnabbit. All right, I All hate right, myself. Back to Dana for this one. This character's name is Vera Peterson. Will Mark know what TV show Vera Peterson is in? Vera Peterson. I'm gonna go with no. All right, Mark. Yeah. Vera Peterson is in what TV show? Vera. It seems like such a uh, think, odd name. I think you love this show. Chuck, Chuck, you <laughs> Vera Peterson. Vera. Ugh. All right. Um, Vera, Vera, Vera. Vera Peterson is obviously the unseen character on the Dick Van Dyke show. Who's Vera? Norm's, Norm's wife. wife. Her name was a- a- He talks Vera. about her every talks day. About her all the time. Hold on. I want to hear more of the, the Cheers anyway. thing. I didn't even know. He, I didn't know Norm was married. What? He's always leaving because he's got to do stuff with his wife. The one time she showed up was the Thanksgiving special, and as she entered frame, Diane hucked a pie and hit her in the face, and she's standing next to Norm, and you can't see her face. Yeah. Wow. I just started rewatching Cheers. All oh, right. it's so good. Yeah. Also, oh, Cliff wasn't married, but Norm. Cliff was. wasn't married. Cliff wasn't, yeah. but Norm was. All right. Yeah. Oh, my, my bad. Oh, I stink at this game. All right. If I was bad, <laughs> you the millennials would have been. thought it was going to be been. so easy. Yeah, right? I did. All no. right, back to Steve. Steve, this character's name is Juanita Beasley. Juanita Beasley. Will Mark know what TV show Juanita Beasley is in? You're uh, shaking my confidence here lately. 
Uh, I'll say no. All right, Mark. Steve says no. Juanita Beasley or Juanita, if that's better. Good times. Andy Griffin? That is uh, Barney's girlfriend. What's her name? Juanita Beasley? He's always talking about getting ready to go out with Juanita. No way. Really? Yes. He had a girlfriend? Yes. Never saw her. All right. I am am horrible at this game. Hey, Dana and Steve, guess no the rest of the game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have one for one more? Yeah. All right. So this is back to Dana. Dana, this character's name is Stuart Hughes. Stuart Hughes? These are hard this week. Well, I had to make no, it he's not going to no. know. All right, Mark, what TV show is Stuart, Stuart Hughes in? Stuart Hughes. Uh, I will say it's a little bit newer. I'll give you that hint. Big Bang Theory. No, it is Veep. It is. Oh, I've uh, never seen that uh, show. Okay, that's yeah. the president that she's always she's trying to run against. Oh, okay. She, he eventually right. I've, I've been told I would love the show, but I've never seen it. All right, that ends round two, mercifully, of Millennial Match Game. What's the score, Deborah Green? Dana three, Steve two. All right, we'll be right back. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with a very humbled Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Final round of Millennial Match Game on the Mark Aram Show, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score and who's up, Deborah Green? All right, Dana's got three, Steve with two. It is Steve's turn. Steve, do you think Mark will know what character Maris Crane is in? Maris Say that Crane. one more time. Maris Crane, what TV show Maris Crane is? Will Mark know, yes or no? No. No. Mark Maris Crane? Frazier? Frazier is right. It is Frazier? Nell's his wife. Yeah, right. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Not yep. Frazier's wife, the other one. Right, nice. All right, we got time for one more. All right, this one goes back to Dana. Danis. Dana will mark no Elizabeth Winfred Sanford. What TV show? Elizabeth yeah. Winfred. Yes, Mark. Elizabeth yep. Winfred Sanford. Sanford and Son? All right. Elizabeth, she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you never see her. All right, good. Yeah, just, uh, all right, that's the end of Millennium Match Game. What's the final score, Deborah Green? Final score, Dana 4, Steve 2. Um, I want to. Hear, I want this to, uh, can you play that song, Go Into the Break? I love that Sanford song. song. Uh, the good news is, Dana and Steve, you both win today. Uh, what did they win, Deborah Green? Both of you got a pair of tickets to go check out Jimmy Buffett at State Farm Arena on December 1st. How about that? Hang on the line. Low T. Chuck's going to get some info from you. I did all right. The gooch is going to keep me up late at night. I thought you did pretty well. Yeah, I got Elizabeth, though. I got Elizabeth. That makes me feel better. Yeah, exactly. Chris Chandler with the very latest on your news. When we come back after news, weather, and traffic, Johnny Kilbasa will join us uh, with a fast food review. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Camelina, kangaroo, 638, 22 in front of seven. We've done a lot of stuff today. Talked to Phil Holloway. We talked to Jeff Schultz. Go Braves, go. And uh, we played reverse millennial match game. Tomorrow on the show, little Sanjay with Would You Rather. But it's 638 and my tummy, excuse you, is a grumbling. So let's do this. And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kielbasa and the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Hey, there's a new rib sandwich in the fast food world. Doesn't that sound great, Mark? A rib sandwich? I love ribs for sure. Uh, where can where can one find the new rib sandwich? 
Now, when you just go out and say, hey, we've got a new rib sandwich, it's not exactly what you think it's going to be, Mark. As we know, the MacRail, the first and only rib sandwich, is not exactly a spare rib or a baby (laughs) back rib on a bun, right? You know, they do something with that, and then they turn it into something rib-shaped. Well, Arby's has a rib sandwich, and I know they like having that word rib in there, but they're calling it country style real country style rib sandwich now they're saying hey it's a rib sandwich they've got a place in east east texas where they're smoking this thing for eight hours a day and they're going to put some gouda cheese on it and some onion strings and some barbecue sauce and mayonnaise i know when i sit down and eat ribs i like to have mayonnaise on top of it (laughs) but uh yeah so mark the trick here is and i don't know if it's really a trick because they're saying country style ribs and as you know, if you're a barbecue aficionado, country-style ribs aren't exactly ribs. So this isn't really a spare rib sandwich or a baby back rib sandwich. It's a country-style rib sandwich. It's more, it's more close to the pork shoulder, so where you get your pulled pork from. But this isn't pulled pork type of fall-off-the-bone type of thing. It's where they slice it down and give you a nice meaty almost rib looking piece of pork it's still pork it's still close to being a rib but it's not exactly a spare rib but hey it's pretty tasty you're gonna get the barbecue and if you like gouda cheese it's always fun to say gouda gouda a gouda a gouda and you don't see it <laughs> well, much f- on... first things first let me dissect sure. this um I, first question i have is there's no bone right it's not a piece of uh, it's a rib with a bone in it inside a pieces two pieces of bread there's no rib. right okay yeah, you don't have to do that because it's not really a rib. It's just close to the rib. Second observation. I have complete confidence and faith in Arby's. They they have never steered me wrong, and if they did, it was a minor blip. So I, I have faith in that. But I, I, I question Gouda cheese and mayonnaise as accoutrement on the rib sandwich, right? I mean, I've been eating ribs my whole life, and I've never said this rib needs cheese. Or this rib needs mayo. I don't understand that. Just because it's a sandwich, you don't have to, as Chuck likes to say, you don't have to church it up. You know, the, the meat and the sauce on the bun is fine. Maybe you want to throw a pickle on there, Chuck, or maybe some uh, some raw onions. But I don't get the Gouda cheese and the mayo on this, Johnny. Yeah, and, and while you're not getting it, try not getting the crispy onion strings on top of it, too. So, hey, it's it's like a party, but it's not exactly a party you were invited to yeah. that's going on inside of this sandwich. Well, but, I, hey, I'm I love try mayonnaise it. on anything. I'm going to try it. I'm going to 86 the mayo. I'm going to 86 the Gouda. I just want to try the, the, the smoky rib uh, that Arby's offering. I mean, listen, they're going out. They're going out there. They're trying something new. And, again, Arby's, I have – Chuck, back me up on this. When Arby's does something – you, you 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 go in blind and you, you accept what you're going to get because Arby's has earned our trust. 100%. Yeah. I love Arby's. Yeah, Arby's is fantastic. It reminds me, do you remember, Chuck, when Arby's sent me those uh, meat sweats, the sweatpants? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they sent me this uh, in Arby's. Arby's, they stopped sending me stuff during the pandemic. I still eat there, folks. Send me the free stuff. Um, <laughs> but they sent me this sweatsuit. It was all looked like it was all the meats. But there's a new one now, Johnny K. They've one upped it. Uh, it's the the smoked sweats they're called, and these are sweat sh- sweat shirts and pants you can buy. That uh, they're like scratch and stiff snicker stickers. They smell like smoke. Mm. So you order this sweatsuit from Arby's, and you uh, it's vacuum sealed. And when you open it up, it sounds, it smells like you've been in front of the smoker all day, and you got that hearty, smoky scent to you. 
Yeah, why on earth would you want to smell like that? It reminds me of a story real fast. When I was a kid, I was into magic, and they, they sold this stuff what? in a tube where... Whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> How am I just finding this out? You were into magic as a kid? You know, magic tricks or whatever, and, and I got some of this stuff. It's called Make Smoke Come From Your Fingertips, and it came in this tube, and it was really smoky, and I and I was at the dinner table at my grandma's house once, and underneath, I took the, some of the smoke stuff out of the tube, and I put it between my fingers, and you were supposed to like rub it back and forth and then it was supposed to have like it would float away like you're making smoke from your fingers and after about 20 seconds everybody was like what is that terrible smell and it didn't work and i got smoky stuff all over the place fake smoke eh i want the real thing i want smoke boogers if if i'm gonna do anything not the fake smoke uh that's a good Long tease because tomorrow on the show uh low t's gonna tell us how he made his finger smoke when he was a little kid so <laughs> that's a good uh continuation of that uh johnny k appreciate you as always and if the club Cholesterol is high, baby. So my Johnny Kobasa on Twitter, Johnny Kobasa the Rocks on Instagram, and tomorrow, 30 podcasts in 30 days coming to a close on the Salsa Shot Pod app or whatever, whatever, whatever. JohnnyKobasa.com. All things Kilbasa on JohnnyKilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. When we come back, how long do scientists think that humans could physically live? Deborah Green will give you the answer when we come back on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Atlanta's News and Talk. Final segment of the big show. Uh, the news team following a lot of breaking stories. They'll have updates throughout the uh, overnight hours and the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Speaking of big show, Shelly Winter just walked in with a bag of food, but no donuts. No donuts. No donuts. So Shelly is not going to win star of the show today. Uh, Deborah Green, mm-hmm. um, you, you sent me the story. Chuck, what do you think scientists think that physically humans could live? What's the the, the oldest that humans could could live theoretically theoretically yeah 140 years deborah green it is just a little bit lower at 130 100 wow. so where how did they come up with this and and would anyone want to live to be 130 so apparently they've been following generations and obviously there's new medical technology mm-hmm. the way of life and so it just seems like every generation's able to stay a little bit healthier and live a little bit longer so as they're tracking the older people now they're yeah. saying the next generation which i guess would be us could possibly no, live not up us. to 130 not years me. old. I think if if so, Chuck's kid. How old your kid now, Chuck? Uh, she's three and a half. The, no, the boy. I don't oh, care about one. the girl. Uh, he's one. Jackson. Yeah. I'm just kidding, Ella. Uh, I'm going with the younger one. Yeah, so yeah. Jackson Haberna- Habernathy, Jackson Abernathy, Hainsbridge the third is one. Yes. He could theoretically live to be 120, right? If he lives right, mm-hmm. because. Um, but as he gets older, medicine gets better, technology right. gets better. Like Chuck and I are too old. Yeah, no, like, we're not making. If, it if that we one. hit seventy-seven, we're we're living right. <laughs> it says that possibly as the younger generations come up, they could probably make it to one hundred and fifty. Oh, so Chuck's son could live to yeah, be one hundred and fifty. That's what I'm saying. I think our generation, because they're no. tracking now, and those people, some of the the boomers now, are living all the way up to one hundred and five. Nobody paid attention to how I lived in my twenties. I am not making. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I live now. How, if I get no se- chance, if I hit seventy eight, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, happy. Yeah, seventy. I mean, I mean my dad's going to be seventy five. He, I want him to live to one hundred and thirty. Okay, but me, that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, there's no chance. That I'm going to no. no well, how, but would you even want to? You know, if you if you could flip the switch and say live to 130, would you even want that, Chuck? Yeah, why not? 
I know where I'm headed afterwards, so why not stick around here for as long as I can? Life, right? That's the that's the yeah, thing. If you have a good, if you're like Jeff Bezos and you're just floating around on a yacht all the time, why not? But even if 130 year old Jeff Bezos is not enjoying much, he has all the technology and money in the world to make it probably He'll be floating in space. He'll be at Mars. <laughs> you're by right. Then. He'd still be soiling himself though. He well, could be in space, but he'd but still they be. They might have better technology by then. For yeah, uh, he won't have to go in a waste yeah, like paper basket. Yeah, he just takes a pill, and you know, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Even with unlimited resources, 130 is just too old. Seems like a long time. It's too old. I'm tired now. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm tired exactly. now. Uh, so, well, that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's good news. If you, if you think about it, what, I mean, just in colonial times, what was the, uh, you know, the the folks came over on the Mayflower. 38. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was under 50. <laughs> yeah. And if you go back long. to, you know, 2000 years, we're talking about biblical history. You know, Jesus, they, we think Jesus died a young man. 36. But but that that was he was like oh that guy's getting old yeah I know, you know right? you know what I'm saying like that was the the life expectancy couldn't have been over 45 back then just so many things that can kill you um, Deborah I need one more story to close out the show mm. what's your favorite other story things that people hate about their partners no oh here's my favorite story I <laughs> I'm not answering those questions uh, again we can't go a day without talking about Lennox Mall. They instituted the, the, you know, the age restrictions at Lennox Mall now. Now Lennox Mall is offering a security escort to shoppers. Mall security would give an escort if you feel your personal safety is concerned when shopping at Lennox Square. Crime at Greater Atlanta's most well-known shopping complex has been back in the spotlight after two serious incidents last weekend. So if you go in there, you can valet your car and then request a, a... uh, personal bodyguard, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's a security. They just come and they meet you and take you all the way into the store or yeah, the mall. Yeah, unbelievable. I kind of want to do that just I would to pretend that. like I'm a, a big shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Go in your Mark Aram show shirt. I'll, I'll come in in a black suit and sunglasses and my I wear my TV wear, earpiece. Wear an earpiece. And I'll pretend to be your security there guard. There you go. I'll, th- I'll take that. Speaking of Buckhead, we're going to talk about Buckhead on the show tomorrow night, Deb Green. Yeah, the Deborah Mike. Green. Mike or Bill, Bill White from the uh, city of Buckhead, who's yeah. to, trying to, he's going to be on tomorrow. So he's going to join us cool. live tomorrow to answer your question. So uh, we got that and little Sanjay. What more do you want? Let's do star of the show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Humana, 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 humana. Jeff Schultz from The Athletic gets a star of the show. Join us talk about the Braves' crazy season. And uh, and I survived a reverse millennial match game, so I'm going to get one. I haven't gotten one in months. In months, Jerry. In months. Uh, so Jeff Schultz and Mark Aram stars of the show. We will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, speaking of Instagram, if you want to see the note that uh, Eric Von Hessler left for me in the studio, go check out my Instagram story. It's at Mark Aram. Have a great and safe Wednesday, Atlanta. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.